I'm Katie. I'm Liz, and we're Not Not Your Your Mommy. Hi. I feel like I don't (laughs) know how to address you right now because we've been in so many realms of our relationship this week. Like, are we friends? Are we podcasters? Are we, like, colleagues? I don't know. Oh, I know. Like, I feel like we need like a status update on our relationship or we like need to, yeah, we need to basically say like what cap we're wearing. Although it's pretty obvious because when I like email you for work things, it's like, and I have to CC like my creative team or my business partner. I'm like, hi, Elizabeth. (laughs) I know she's so formal. It always takes me aback when I get these emails. I'm like, oh, okay. She's shifted. She's in business mode. Hi, Liz. Can you please get us this coffee deliverable, preferably by EOD? I'm like, okay, got it. (laughs) Meanwhile, I literally am in the middle of a text, like back and forth with you about like how annoying someone's Instagram is or something. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I loved how we were talking through feedback on my copy and Katie's in the car. She's just, I mean, I, I figured out she was in the car, but she's like, don't write that. No, not good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just had to like, yeah. like, you know, we, we don't do it how a normal client to colleague, uh, relationship. Oh my God. Works. Imagine if one of your clients just texts you feedback and was like, this isn't working. <laughs> Please change the, or was so specific like me. Like, I don't like that word. We're going to change this word. <laughs> I know. I've like kick or, rocks. Yeah, I know. Especially me. Who's like barely a paying customer. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we make it work, but yeah. Anyway, so I guess today I we're podcasters, right? Yeah. So I'd like you to put your podcast hat on and put on your best radio voice because we are rolling, Got baby. Got it. So do you, have you had any mom wait or I, you know what? Let's really shift gears. Have you, what are your work wins of the week? Okay. Well, I, I mean, you know, I had a, oh, drum essay. roll, actually. Drum roll. I had an essay published by the Huffington Post um, for. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It was for, um, so it's World Breastfeeding Week. So I shared my journey of how breastfeeding was for me and how it was, you know, a very uh, difficult and trying thing for my mental health. And so, yeah, this article went out on Thursday. And I mean, my words are on the internet all the time, but in like, uh, copywriting business sense. So I don't have that same like personal attachment to it. So this just felt so much more vulnerable and meaningful. And so all day I felt like I was literally running around naked. Like everyone was just staring at my soul. And I mean, I had so many, so much amazing feedback from moms and like that email from literally a woman named Barbara from Wisconsin sent me this email being like, yeah, this was me. 35 years ago. And now, you know, my formula fed son is doing great. Another woman said, Oh, yeah, my formula fed son just finished his first year of Stanford. So it was just it was so nice to see that like community come together. And also, it was just wild for me to see so many of these women were like, this was me 40 years ago. This was me 10 years ago. Like, it's actually wild how the like narrative hasn't really changed around breastfeeding, which is wild to me. Totally. And they wouldn't have had any connection to anything other than, than their doctors really. Um, when I talked to like my parents, my friend's parents about what it was like being a new parent back in their day. And like, they, 
you know, no one was talking about these things, even with their friends, they were still like walking out of the house with like lipstick on and acting like it was all good. Um, Mm -hmm. So everyone is really alone in it. I can't even imagine. Have you had Mm -hmm. lots of fan mail? Talk to me about that. Okay. Well, yeah. So I, de- I mean, I had, cause the story like linked to my website. So people were reaching out where clients usually reach out for work and just sharing their stories. And it just like, it made me realize how like, as women, we never forget our birth story. We never forget our feeding story. It's actually like, like once it's done, it doesn't feel you're like, you don't think about it a lot, but like, you never forget that. And you always remember how you felt because it's just such it's such a wild thing that you've never experienced before. I did get some haters, quite a few haters. Oh, wait, did Crackhead Nancy reach out? <laughs> no, not Nance. Nance didn't make it through, but someone did warn me. They're like, just watch out. The Huffington Post comment section is wild. And so I wasn't even going to look, but it's it's like a train wreck. You want to look. How so can you I, not? I know. I know. I know. So at first I'm like, okay, yeah, these are mostly – mostly positive. And then, yeah, there was, I mean, I think I sent you some, but one, this is so sad. This woman clearly isn't ready to be a mother. And of course it's coming from a man, not like that we're man haters, but come on. Um, and it was just so interesting to see how, um, yeah, people still really feel like they can have an opinion on women's bodies and how they feed their kids. So, you know, I, br- I brushed it off whatever, it's fine. But it was just so interesting. And I think it's, it's good for me to have exposure to this because I want to write a book. And if I'm going to put, you know, that was only like 1500 words of feelings and experiences. If I want to have a whole book of it, people are going to have thoughts about it and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to swallow and it's funny because I know we are like, oh, the internet is weird. But it's actually the real life people behind the keyboard that actually have these thoughts and believe that they're so right in their opinion that they need to share it. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, that's like really weird. And yeah, the internet has like exposed people's like, I want to say darkest thoughts, but I don't think that they recognize they're dark. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's crazy. There's just so many points of view out there, I guess, is the above the line way to look at it. Yeah. Um, but it is like so crazy to me that, yeah, these people have these thoughts I know, and they want to share them. It was but, just so funny yeah. to me because Aaron was like, oh, well, you I mean, it is a really contentious thing. I'm like, well, what's contentious about it? It's you have a baby and you have to feed them and you figure it out. But like it just, it exposed for me once again, it, people have such emotional ideas about babies and how you know the decisions people make with them yeah a hundred percent I just think it like further uh, validates why you need to be in this work and why you're you need to continue to open your heart up and like share these stories and share your experience because that person lives in someone's life and probably lives Mm -hmm. in someone's household and Mm -hmm. is affecting them by sharing their opinions and so if you can continue to share your point of view and Mm -hmm. open that world up a little bit more then you can connect you know, hopefully you can like cross, cross connect, um, into that audience a little bit more and into those households so that they know it it reminds me. I remember, um, hearing this story about this guy who said, or someone who said that, you know, the reason they put their, you know, their pride flag up in their window in their small town in wherever, I don't know, somewhere in middle of America 
is because not to like tell everyone, you know, Hey, I'm gay or whatever, but it's to put that flag up so that if there's just one little kid who walks past there in the next, you know, whatever, just one little kid who walks past there and just knows, Oh, I have an ally or like, Oh, this exists in my community. And I, I, you know, just to give that point of view, then your work here is done. And like, honestly, like just if that one person reads your work and Mm -hmm. feels better about the position they're at, or like literally, as I texted you over the week, like not to be dramatic, but you are saving lives. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) no big deal, but no, actually that is literally the thought I had was if I can help one woman who is currently sitting at home right now, feeling so horrible about, you know, looking down at her breast pump and being like, oh my God, there's like nothing in here or your baby's crying because, you know, they're hungry. Like I just, if I can make one person feel less alone and less terrible about it, then like my, my work here is done. And, you know, the other thing I was just thinking this morning was, cause I feel like it's been like a big week and with this and the podcast and like, I feel like there's like a lot of like juice flowing in my to add to add context, it's Saturday morning yeah. at 4 oh, 9 yeah. a.m. that yeah. we're having to record this because we literally had to push this out so much this week because yeah. there's a lot big, going on in both of our lives, big transitions. Yeah. And and Liz, Liz had to get our eyelashes done, which like <laughs> looking at you, totally worth it. And I'm so happy we weren't able to record. Oh my God. I know. You okay. look great. You Thank look you. great. Thank you. Well, shout out to Jordan Louie, my sister's friend who oh, doesn't, wow. doesn't have kids. Did she give you a free, a free service for this very premium ad spot? Um, no, but maybe next time, but she is, <laughs> she's a not your mommy listener. And oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, Whenever we shout someone out, basically yeah. our sisters, yeah. I feel like I feel like they think they're like celebs or something. So shout I out to my sister, shout out to your sister, and yeah. shout out to Jordan Louie. Yeah, yeah. We love you all. But no, um, even actually in like getting feedback on this essay, like I've there's some, you know, not your mommy fans out there that that are not just like our moms and our husbands. They're not our mommies. Exactly. Um but no, what I was going to say was thinking about this big week and all these things happening. And I just want to say that if you are a mom at home and you have a new baby or you have a toddler and you're like, fuck, I feel like I can't even wash my hair. I just want you to know that like, I have had many times in my life where I have, you know, looked at things happening on the internet and felt like, how is this person keeping their head above water? And like, I am, but also I cried in Walmart the other day because Mm -hmm. my toddler was being so mean to me. And like, I'm having moments all the time where I'm like, how, how am I going to do this? So just know that I have also had times where I've been like, I can't even like drink a coffee, let alone. I just had this conversation. I just, Oh, I know. I just had this conversation with my friend yesterday. Cause I was like, I, it's, we're at almost one year and I am still in the trenches. Like I am in deep and I cannot see the light mm-hmm. and I make excuses for it. Like, I'm like, Oh, it's cause he's not sleeping. You know, every, you know, other children are sleep trained and they sleep through the night and all these things, but it doesn't matter. I'm still in the trenches. It is so fucking hard. This is the hardest thing in the entire world. I knew it would be hard, which is why I waited as long as I could to have a child. And yet I'm here. And even though I knew it, it's still, 
like the hardest thing in the entire world. And I was saying this to my friend who's had two children and is very in it as well. And she, and I was like, I'm naming all these people that we know. And I was like, mm-hmm. this person, they're killing it. They look like they're doing such a good job. This person, oh my God, you know, listing off all these women mm-hmm. and she knows them personally. And she's like, no, that person just caught me crying yesterday. <laughs> no, that yeah. person, I DM'd her the same thing. And she told me that like, no, her, you know, all these other things that are actually happening. Yeah. And she kind of had like rebuttals to all this. And I was like, oh yeah, like no one is truly thriving in this. And yeah, like. Yeah. Actually, yeah. speaking of, I've been meaning to talk to you about this because I feel like I used to be like a super, would I say almost like happy-go-lucky, naive to the world person. Like I was like a pretty happy human being, I would say. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. very like heart-shaped glasses. Was that the frame? Yeah. Uh, I said yeah, fraying. Yeah. I meant phrase or saying. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I had like, yeah, heart-shaped glasses on or whatever. No, no, glasses. no. It's rose-colored, rose-colored. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But the, it, the visual is cuter when you think about heart-shaped glasses. Yeah. So is. I feel like I had those my whole life. Mm-hmm. I was like a pretty happy human unless like, unless I didn't like your creative. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. Um, and I feel like ever since I've had a kid, in Chris's words, I'm a negative moody little bitch. <laughs> And, um, no, Chris actually said this like 10 years ago once before I, I, he, we were in the car and he's like, you're such a negative moody little bitch. And, um, I was like, so like, excuse me, I'm a heart shaped glasses little bitch. Like, what are you talking about? I'm such a happy person. He was like, okay, get a grip. You're not. And I went into work that day and I told my friend Alexi and I was like, oh my God, can you believe Chris just said this? And she looked me dead in the eyes. She's like, yeah, no, it checks out. I can see it. <laughs> so still to this day, she still calls me a negative moody little bitch. But anyways, Chris hasn't said it since I had a child. I think he knows better. Yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like ever since I had a child, it's like very hard for me to get above the line. Like I am quite like, I feel like I'm, it's my brother put it perfectly the other day. Like I'm kind of like, maybe it's my nervous system. Like I'm just like bracing. Like it's hard totally. to go with the flow when you need to hit like so many times. Oh my and, God. Like, I know. need all these things to work. And I like try to go with the flow. But anyways, I just feel like I'm a negative moody little bitch. Do you feel that way? Oh, totally. Remember we or were talking- am I alone in that? No, you're not. We were talking this week. We were both, it was like bedtime, like kid bedtime, but like it was not happening for either of our kids. And you had just come home from your weekend away and we were talking about how it's actually even harder when you get the time away from your kids and you feel like you're going to come home and be like, so of course you're excited, but it almost reminds you of like, oh my God, that ease and that like nervous system break I had is just like so over. Um, And you were feeling that with Siege and I was feeling that with Emmett. I was just like lying on the bed being like, I just, just please go to sleep. I just need like, even 30 minutes to not feel that like, you know, the constant, like you're on guard of like, what's going to happen. Um, and you said, which I'm like, okay, no, I fully feel this way. Is it bad that I only want to be a mom for like two hours a day? No, not at all. I know. And to be honest, like once I have childcare, I guess I will be a mom for two hours a day. I tried it this week where I had, 
childcare, honestly, from like 7am until I got home from work. And then I came home for like 10 minutes. And then I really wanted to get a workout in because I hadn't had a workout in like over a week. And so I like came in, said hi to everyone, got changed and then left. And I actually felt so bad. I actually missed my child for one of the first times ever. So, I mean, I guess you can't make this negative moody little bitch happy right now. (laughs) It's just, it's really hard. And also we, we were saying this too. It's like, it's summer. There's so much happening. You feel the pressure to like make memories, have fun, go on trips, but also like you are opening a new location in how many days? Mm-hmm. Like, um, how's Good that question. Going? Maybe less. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, I will be opening it this, that week, this week. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, we're basically a week out right now. And I mean, it's hard to have a Kokomo state of mind right now. No, I'm joking. I have an amazing <laughs> team and I'm like barely, and yeah, I feel like I'm barely involved. Um, but I have been spending every minute that I can get childcare. I am at the new location and yeah, it's, it's going really well. It is like a whole new world for me because before I used to be able to just like be there the whole time and like Mm -hmm. essentially sleep there. Yeah. And it's so different. Like at Gore, our first location, you know, I was painting the walls and I was like fully in it 24 seven. And then as we added more locations and had, you know, different teams and more money, um, not actual more money, just more borrowing power. I was, uh, less and less involved because no contractor wants this negative moody little bitch on site. So I, um, yeah, but you know, I used to be able to just like, you know, it's funny because before you have kids, you can, everything is cancelable, right? Like any yeah. plans you have, you can be like, you know, I, sorry, I'm opening a new location. I actually can't come. Yeah. Whereas now, like I have to be home by a certain time, um, you know, and yes, like, can I kind of negotiate with Chris and like figure it out? And like, definitely I've communicated to my household, including mm-hmm. CJ, that I am not your mommy <laughs> full time right now <laughs> because I, you know, I do have this thing going on and I'm going to you know, I'm trying to give like every minute that I have to it. Hence why we are recording a podcast before 9am on a Saturday morning (laughs) while I'm (laughs) away. Um, but yeah, uh, it's like so interesting in how, I guess also my internal struggle. Cause then I have like so much guilt if I have to leave Mm -hmm. at like 5pm when there's still people from my team, like in the in the room, like organizing things. Um, but also that's why, you know, we're a bigger team and, and that's mm-hmm. why we're, our business is built the way it is, is so that there are efficiencies and we don't all need to be doing the exact same thing all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's a totally different open, but all of them always are. And I am like so excited for it to open. So the milestone of this opening is actually coinciding with us closing our first location. So I opened yes. our Chinatown location on Gore Street, um, you know, six years ago. And that I did with my savings account and a lot of like persuading of landlords and suppliers and chefs and all that great stuff. And, you know, we fully have put enough band-aids on that location and outgrown it. And so we found this other spot in East Van right next to my favorite place ever, the Flowerist. It's Have you been such there? A good, yeah, of course. It's such a good spot. I have like 
eaten my weight in bread in the last week. It's ridiculous. Oh my and god! Like of course, because you're right there. So many good salads. Yeah, I'm right there, and ours place isn't open yet, so I'm like taking any meeting there, and I'm eating there, and I'm bringing that home for dinner because you know this mom doesn't have time to be cooking dinner right now. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but it's been great. It's I'm, I'm very so I'm so excited. Okay, I was just thinking about because Gore. I, I mean, yes, I'm in at Lululemon, but I feel like we really became friends at when you opened Gore. It's like true. close friends because I was working at Bailey Nelson just down the street. Um, but I feel like we've like glossed over the fact that I actually worked at Kokomo. Okay, <laughs> I think I've like tell me, can you remind me? I'm sorry, I have such a good memory, but I think I've like blocked out some things I don't know why no okay so it was was it bad was it dark tell me no, everything no but it was so after I was laid off and then I was kind of like floundering of like what am I gonna do am I gonna go work in house somewhere and I was kind of just like dipping my toe in freelance and you were like well yeah you can just like work front of house at Kokomo and I just remember like I think I was closing or something and it just was such a funny, like, I was like, full, like, do it, putting like the napkins away. And you were just like, let me just do it. <laughs> it was just, I oh don't my know. God, sorry. It, no, 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 no. I've, no, I've upped my leadership style since then. It was so, it was so classic though. But I actually, I, like, I remembered when I saw you posting about Gore closing. But um, yeah, that is, it's so amazing what you did with that location. And like, yeah, you put everything into it. The stripes that you mm-hmm. painted on the walls. And oh my gosh. Everything has such a story in that place. Like, yeah, cause it like created my business, you know, and it actually yeah. created me to be an entrepreneur. And I feel, I had no idea. I thought I was just creating a business and mm-hmm. what ended up happening, not to be cliche, but like, I just feel like I got to know our community like so deeply. It like made me just fully connected to our community. I thought that working at Lululemon, because it was so community-based, that I was connected to our community, but I was still in an office, you know? Mm-hmm. And here I was actually like, you know, literally only, I had a full wall that was open <laughs> of yeah. glass sliding doors. I was very open to the community. And I feel like it was like, a, it's funny because someone texted me this, who used to work at Kokomo, just being like, you know, all you're going to open all these locations and things are going to shift, but there will never be like that Kokomo. Like that was an era and anyone mm-hmm. who was a part of it gets it. And yeah, I'm so proud of what we created in that store because it really did launch what we know today as Kokomo. And yeah, I feel like it was just a really special time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, switching gears, been- switching mm-hmm. gears. I got invited to a mom's night out this last week. And I have something to share about this. Okay. Oh, no. I didn't go. Because I didn't go because obviously <laughs> I can't. Don't even have time to record a podcast. But oh, yeah, of course. Here's my thing about Mom's Night Out. Like, yeah, totally down to get rowdy always. That's, like, yes. also why I didn't want to have kids because my favorite hobby is, like, getting wild, as you yes. know. Yes. Like, Katie and I, I used love to, like, fun. go to Nook at 3 p.m. And, like, Chris would pick us up Close at, like, down eight and he'd be like you're not speaking English what's happening like your mouths are purple (laughs) yeah that doesn't sound that rowdy people may not believe us but um (laughs) I love having fun and take that to me whatever you want I just love having fun um 
that doesn't mean drugs, by the way. I've literally never done a drug in my life. I realized <laughs> my, mind, my mind right. went there. I was like, no, that's not what she means. <laughs> yeah, you know me well. I'm, I'm so naive. I'm so heart-shaped glasses towards drugs that I like don't even know that they're that I'm talking about them yeah. um, or that people are doing them in the same room as me. But anyways, okay. I digress. I think I've been trying to figure out where to put that in because I actually quite like I digress. I heard someone say it on a podcast this week. Um, that was right. I think you used here. it in so the right context. I digress. Uh-huh. I got invited to Mom's Night Out. Here's my thing. I actually don't need like Chris is always like go away and like do all these things, but like I actually just want to be in my own bed with a book. <laughs> so like, can yeah. everyone out? Can my family have a night out? Can everyone else go and do their night nights out, and I can just be at home and like I have a night in, early? a night in alone. Yeah, a night in heaven. Honestly, um, Kay, with your book, are you reading a book? What's happening? Oh my gosh. Okay, so you may have posted about this like six months ago. I don't know. I just saw it in a bookstore, and I was like, "Oh, Liz posted about this book." If you don't know, Liz is a great resource for like a summy. Su- Summy, a summer flirty book. You should actually make a little list for our mom. Yeah, I mean, I f- out there. I feel like I like you said this before. I read the gamut, but I definitely have the like market cornered on the like flirty fun book. So yeah, well, you I'll, do, I'll, or maybe you just like know me and your audience, and I don't want anything related to like war, or death, or anything dark. So yeah, yeah, I basically just like want some hookups and some cocktails in my yeah. book and some Love beach. It. Yes. And so I started reading, I think it's called really good actually. Oh yes. And it's a Canadian writer. Yeah. That book is so good. It's actually, I actually laughed out loud reading it. Yeah. It's pretty good. And the cool thing about this is that I remember packing, I think it was called that, not big summer. It was her next book. What was um, that author's next book? Je- the next summer. I think it was, well, there was Big Summer, and then you're talking like Jennifer Weiner or Weiner or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that summer. After Big Summer, there was something else. That summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was almost a prequel to Big Summer. I There was like definitely crossover. Okay. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> they I brought that book with me to the hospital a year ago when I went to in. To the hospital? <laughs> Yeah, I brought it in. Like, what the hell was I thinking? I don't know how cute, how heart-shaped was that? Oh, my God. And I left it in the car. I don't even think I brought it in because, like, I couldn't even sit in the car. I had to, like, even Couldn't even, like, see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know how cute was it that I did that. But I still – it's, like, I think it's still in Chris's car. Like, I saw it the other day. I was, like, oh, my God, that's so cute. That's, like, that's, like, almost, like, a note from my, like, pre-baby self it was like hey totally. cutie I used to do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this weekend I was I guess you could say at a mom's weekend out with no other moms but I was out with my uh, away with my friend Maddie for a few nights and I was like wait I have like no decisions to make I have I literally am not a mom right now it was the best and it was so relaxing and we went into this cute little town and we found a bookstore and I saw this book on the shelf I was like oh my gosh Liz was reading this at one point. It must be good. And so I, I grabbed it. it. And I've actually like continued reading after this weekend vacation. And I've been reading like half an hour before I go to bed and I'm sleeping so much better. Oh, and so it nice. feels so good to just like zone out and read a book. Oh my God. I'm so, so happy for you. I'm, and I feel like a yeah. couple episodes ago or whenever you were like, I haven't been able to pick up a book in a year and look at you. I know. 
So I guess I'm like slowly crawling out of the trenches. Yeah. While we're talking about things that we're reading, I also have to say this week I listened to um, Sophie Collins' podcast and she interviewed Barbara, who is a Vancouver entrepreneur. She owns um, Ride. Uh, what else does she own? Field and Social, Sunday's Furniture. Yeah. And she has four kids. And does she, does she I think she has twins? like four businesses and four kids. She has twins, yeah, right? Her third, yeah. her third go ended up with twins. And it was actually such a good, good interview. Like sometimes I find, you know, there's a tendency for interviews for everyone to put their best foot forward, obviously. And she did sound amazing. And like, she like, yeah, was like amazing. But what I love is she was super real and mm-hmm. especially in this transition time, I'm and trying to figure out like how to go about my days and the best way to structure everything. She yeah. was really real about it. And my biggest takeaway from that conversation with Sophie and her was that like you, you're going to drop balls and it's okay to drop balls and just like pick, you know, the ones, which balls you want to hold in your two hands because probably yeah. everything else is going to fall. These are my words, not hers. She was much more eloquent. But <laughs> yeah, it was like really refreshing to be like, okay, yeah, like you can try to do it all and have these businesses and have these kids. Um, but yeah, like, are you going to be as social as you want to be? Maybe not. Are you um, going to have to carve out time at 5am maybe? And do you have to let go of like a lot of like expectations? And it was I really liked it. I would highly recommend oh. you listen to it. Oh, I'll listen to it. I um, like. Do we need to have a? Should we bring some? Should we bring like an intruder onto our podcast? An intruder? Well, you know, it's funny actually. My mom was asking me about that last night. Um, it's also funny because I'm at their house right now because our house is still being renovated, and I'm like, everybody, shut up, go downstairs. I'm doing the podcast, and my dad's like. So yeah, there's a broadcast happening upstairs. I'm like, no, I'm not oh my God. a podcast. Um, anyway, but no, which is coming from like a very early adopter on yeah. the AirPods. He was it's, a very it's true. early adopter. It's true. It's very true. He beat um, you to the AirPod. I want to say, yeah, I'll AirPods in, which isn't John, surprising. John Mayer, we've got always. a we've got a boomer. Oh my gosh, <laughs> has your dad listened to John Mayer and Leon Bridges Inside Friend? No, but I'm going to tell him to listen oh, to that. Oh, give him today. the song. I listen to it on repeat as soon as I have a car to myself or also CJ has to listen to it all the time. Yeah. Um, it is such a good song. Oh, I'll tell him to listen Look to Look at that. me with the recos today. Oh my God, you're so on it. Okay, I um, my recos for everybody is I just started reading Minka Kelly's memoir, Minka Kelly is like, oh. she was like Lila Garrity in Friday Night Lights. She's also, she's been in a, a few different things, but um, I had a friend recommend it to me. I've, I've only like read a little bit of it, but it's really, it's, it seems like it's going to be juicy. Um, and I finished. I love, is, is it, it's a memoir? It's a memoir. Yeah. I love, like, I, I don't know. I guess like it really is on brand for me because not that they're memoirs, but I'm more, I don't think I watch a single fiction TV. I'm only a reality TV gal. And so is my husband. It's so dark. Big brother just started. And it's honestly like, <laughs> it's like we're having a birthday every single day. It's like so exciting in our household, oh my God. even though do we haven't still- even been able to watch one episode, but we're very excited. Do you still watch Survivor? But I love a memoir. Is that you? You guys oh, watch Survivor? We, I actually never watched Survivor until this two years ago until, or like within the last year. 
That is so dark. What is it like season 45? <laughs> I don't know. They film like they film like three up three seasons a year or something. It's a full like machine. I mean, oh I can't God. even tell you like you think that's dark. Like, I mean, I, I actually have even flicked on. I'm not going to say I'm a loyal user of it, but I've definitely flicked on Temptation Island. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I you know that I. I fuck with some reality TV, but I love, like, I was just going to say, I just finished The Bear season two, which I know The Bear is, like, stressful for you to watch as a restaurant owner, which I totally get. But I will say season two was so much more about the people and their lives outside of the restaurant. And I also... Mm -hmm. um, I've heard that. Carmi, I just think he's so hot. And I also, whenever I, like, I kind of always fall in love with male TV characters. You do. I do. But then I also start thinking about like how I want Emmett to be when he grows up. And I'm like, I want Emmett to be like Carmi. I want him to be sensitive and a chef. And I don't know. Oh my God. You don't want him to be a chef. Take that back. Really? But Carmi's a nice chef. He makes it look good. Oh, but he's so conflicted and has so much struggle. I mean, I haven't watched it since like episode five, but yeah, I mean, wait, I don't know. I could have heart-shaped glasses on for Carmi, but... Okay, yeah, you may have that. My favorite thing is when a new show comes out and then we all fall in love with the lead character. And then I go look them up on Instagram and then there's like five other women that I know that (laughs) also follow this lead character It was like um, the guy from Normal People. I can't think of his name. Oh my God. Paul Mezcal? Yes. So many of us are following him. Oh, I love that show. Wait, is that that show? Yeah. Yes. I couldn't even, I didn't even watch the last episode. It was too sad for me. Even though I read the book, I just like couldn't watch the last episode. That was just the sexiest show. And then also he was just in a movie. Have you seen After Sun? No, but I remember seeing that he was in a movie. It absolutely destroyed me. If you're not ready to feel like deeply sad, don't watch it. But um, no. It's it's a very beautiful movie. Um, and are you reading anything right now? Oh, so sorry, you're reading the memoir. Mink, yeah, right. I'm reading Minka Kelly, and then I just finished this one called Big Swiss, which everyone's like losing their mind over. I think you would really like it. It's um, okay. Writing it down now. Yeah, it's about a. Um, I can't think of the word right now, but this woman. Oh, she transcribes um, uh, sessions that a sex therapist has. And she falls in love with the voice of one of his patient patients, who is a woman who she like in her mind calls Big Swiss. And then they have this very interesting relationship. It's very quirky. It's funny. Um, I really, really loved it. Um, yeah. And then listening to, I mean, we're gigglers over here. We're giggly. Oh, yeah. Girls. I mean, the extension of my, my reality TV obsession has now extended into listening to all of their podcasts. Oh, my and God. And Giggly Squad is so funny. Like, I think that they are possibly the funniest comedians alive. We, Katie and I, literally, if I, like, search Giggly Squad in our text, it's probably, like, once every hour. Like, we're just obsessed. <laughs> Let's be real. We're trying to copy them, but be the mom version of them. Yeah. W- yeah. They're our muse. Like, we're, we are fully, fully obsessed. Okay. Also, this Like, is- we don't, like, we don't have, you know, like, cut out photos of them all over our walls. But or close. Do we? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Kate, another podcast. But actually, that, I have sent their photos to you and was like, yes. next time we have to do a photo shoot, we're doing this. Oh, yeah. 100%. Do you think you're the page and we're I'm the We're big Hannah? gigglers. 
Or who's like the page? Who's the Ooh. Hannah? I mean, I've got the hair of Paige and I feel like I'm a little bit more like, um, is edgy the right world? No. Is snobby the right word? No. But it's I, in a I really positive way. She's just bitchier. got a little edge to her. Yeah. Bitchier. She's a negative moody little bitch. Let's yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we like that about her. And yeah, I feel like you're more Hannah because Hannah's a little bit more like PG. Yeah, she's also really funny. So I guess you think I'm really funny. Okay, yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean that in a negative way. Meant it in like, you're the most polite human being I know. And I feel like that's a really positive thing. And yeah. she's super funny. I mean, she is a comedian. Yeah, she is very, very funny. On the last episode, she said she was voted like one of the top comedians to watch. I was so proud of her. <laughs> I know. I'm, and did you know that they, their podcast ranks really high? It doesn't surprise so, me. All of this is to basically say, Hannah and Paige, will you please come on our podcast? You don't need to, you can be, actually, it's perfect. We've never had, we've never interviewed anyone. I think the first people that we bring on our podcast shouldn't be mommies. No, they, it needs to be Paige and Hannah. I would die. I would die. The honor. <laughs> um, um, switching gears. Yes. Should we do our, should, can you ask me some questions? Can you interview yes. me? Yes, I can. We're going to switch over to our 30-second hot takes because that was really fun last time. Um, okay, this, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited to be in the hot the hot seat. The hot seat. And I'm just going to – same with you, what you did. I'm just going to pick at random. Let's say I'll pick five and just give me like okay, your, quick, your, your quick take. Um, okay. The control but, freak in me is like, oh, my God, I wish I told her which ones to pick. What if she doesn't pick the good ones? No, that's the whole point. So pick the good ones. The pressure is on. Okay, are you ready? Do a good job. Yeah, I will always. <laughs> okay, you ready? <laughs> ready. Okay. Um, start the at timer. Work. Okay, start start the timer. Pumping at work. Ooh, hot take on that is that good for you. It's so annoying to do, but I feel like I do it out of like pure discomfort. So. I will have to do it in the car or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I've had to do it at weddings and like fully miss, which like I don't love speeches. So I've had to like fully miss like a good chunk of speech. I hate, I'm not really a wedding gal. Um, big chunk of speeches and do it in the bathroom. And then I actually spilt milk all over my silk dress. So pumping is like literally the worst job of being a mom, I would say. And it really is related to your article. But yeah, mm-hmm. you got to do what you got to do. I would think it would be interesting like being at Lululemon now because they have like pumping rooms and stuff. Obviously, Kokomo have not built in a pumping room. We do not have the space for that. I don't even have a staff room. But yeah. my car is my pumping room. Yeah. Yeah. I've also that- had to pump on an airplane um, where I like literally, but I have like kind of portable ones. So I, because yeah. at one point when I went to Barcelona without my child, like I had just come from Palm Springs I know like very privileged and we like we were like really eating a lot then and he and so I had to pump like every two hours on this flight and it was so annoying and I had to throw out the milk there is nothing worse than throwing devastating devastating it's just rude that's when the hardship glasses came off I would say is when I had to start (laughs) throwing out my own milk next oh my god okay um mommy and me groups oh my god okay I'm not would you describe me as a shy person no god no I don't know I actually am really shy and when I 
but I kind of force myself to go to these things once in a while. There's one in Squamish that like everyone goes to on, I think it was like Wednesdays or something. H pop. Mm -hmm. You should definitely go if you're listening to this and they give you food and you can meet local moms. And it's basically for people with kids under six months and you bring your kid. First of all, I would like make sure Siege was like so asleep because he was like a mm-hmm. terror otherwise. And everyone mm-hmm. else's babies were just so chill. And Siege would have like scratched someone and screamed in their face. So <laughs> that like made me nervous. But yeah, I would, I think I talked to you about this, but the um, dynamic, like already sometimes I'm a little confused socially, as we know. <laughs> and. <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, and, socially confused. <laughs> yeah, socially confused. So when you throw in the many layers of dynamics, so let's go through them. So this is not a 30-second take, sorry. So you have, first of all, you have just you and the other mom, like you're trying to socialize. Yes. You have your child, you're trying to make sure your child, in my case, like doesn't hurt or harm or like <laughs> like, like make the other child cry. Yeah. Um, you are making sure that child doesn't make the other make your child cry. And no. you're also like, I feel like I'm also aware of like my parenting style. So like, am I totally, do I need to be like, no, 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 CJ, don't do that. Or do I need to be like, Oh, sorry. He's just like learning. Like, I don't know how to be a parent in front of other people sometimes. Like that's like a bit of pressure for me. Yes. And so right there we have like four dynamics and it is so much to manage in this little brain of mine that hasn't slept in, <laughs> in a year. And so, yeah, the mommy and me thing, I feel like if I'm not like best friends with the person, I, I can just like hang out naked that then yeah. I don't like, that's just kind of my barometer. Then I feel like there's just a lot of things going on, but I still do it. I enforce myself. Totally. Next. Um, okay. Post baby body bounce back. Ooh. Oh my God. It's hard to only do 30 seconds. First thing that comes to mind when you say that is selling sunset. Oh God. I yes. actually feel like they are selling, not the sunset, but they lies. are selling, They're selling post lies. baby bounce back lies and pressure and a narrative that us weekly has probably like teamed up with them to collaborate on. Mm-hmm. I is it called Us Weekly or US? Yeah, it, it is called Us Weekly. I was gonna let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see how I could be confused. So yeah. it's one of those things like that you say in your head for 20 years and then you have to finally say it out loud. Like I used to read Archie comics as a child like a hundred times a day, and then I finally said <laughs> Reggie's name out loud, but I call him Reggie. <laughs> I was 11. <laughs> and oh my everyone God. was like, who the fuck is Reggie? <laughs> Reggie, you don't know Reggie? <laughs> um, okay, before you okay, continue, I, digress. I just, can I digress. I just say one thing before you continue? I was thinking this week, I was like, I wish I believed in anything as much as Katie wish or Katie believes she knows the right word that she said. <laughs> <laughs> totally. The thing is, I'm just too lazy to actually figure it out. And I've gotten by on on these these uh halfway there phrases (laughs) oh my god yes okay continue selling sunset that's the first thing I think about and I hate it I was so confused when I was watching like when Christine first came back and I think she was what I she had had a c-section yeah and her telling the story now is crazy because she we've now heard like behind the curtain a little bit she almost about died it. she almost died yeah but the crazy thing is she still did it and I just still don't get it and I just like literally don't get it I mean 
to add to perspective, add some perspective. I don't even, I didn't leave the house for a really long time. It wasn't hard for me to do the 40 days. Yeah. <laughs> um, like whatever that plan is, that was like a breeze for me. Mm-hmm. And I accept to go to the doctor and I don't think I actually even like drove a car for like two months and I didn't drive my own son until I basically had to drive to Cocoa Port Moody opening, which was around like four months like that. So I'm very lucky I didn't have to do these things, but Mm -hmm. I was like petrified of this new life of mine and also wearing, I mean, as we've already talked about, but I used to wear like a line pants, like really stretched out ones with hospital underwear underneath. Oh, and my same. doctor at one point was like, okay, it's time to take <laughs> off the bandages. Cause I kept putting new bandages on cause I had a C-section and yeah, I was just like, I was so such a tender human being. Like it was like people, we used to go to that H pop group with yeah. like a one week old baby. And <laughs> I felt like sick and like that. I, I don't think that they were faking it. Like that's what they needed. They needed yeah. support and they needed to be there and like, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Um, but the selling sunset thing is super dark. I honestly don't even know why they did it. I wouldn't care if my contract said anything. Like to me, it's my life. I just hands down wouldn't be able well, to do that. And I think it's damaging. Like for context, like what Christine was three weeks postpartum and she comes in and she's wearing like a white mini skirt and mm-hmm. seven, seven inch high heels. And I remember sending it. And it's acting like, normal. It's acting normal. I'm like at, at, up in uh, yeah, four until at least four months for me. I was definitely not wearing anything like that. Not even leaving the house really. I was it was too much. Even this morning, I was like, oh, my scar like feels funny today. I know. Yeah, and I'm a year you, later. I know. We both had C sections, so we should we should talk more about that at some point. But okay, are you ready mm-hmm. for your next your next hot take? Okay, let's do. It. I feel like we need a whole episode on bounce back culture. But my, I had this thought around, oh, I was driving. I think it was around the four month mark. And I remember thinking, what the fuck? Because I've never like finished an education or gone, you know, done something big, gone on a trip, you know, gone traveling for a year or, you know, really like developed as a human and then Mm -hmm. thought, how do I get back to that person pre-education or, you know, how do I get back to that? Like, what the fuck? So why would I go through this? big transition as a human that is like fully like it fully has evolved me as a human in an incredible way and then try to get back to that person it just doesn't make any sense so yeah I'm not down with it no I also on the other side though I feel like media has made it seem like when you get pregnant that everyone who gets pregnant everyone post baby is gonna be like overweight and um and I was really scared of that and I f- had this fear around my post baby body and around my pregnant body. Yeah. And that just like, wasn't the case for me. And, mm-hmm. and of course everyone has different experiences. Everyone's body is different and everyone's going through a different journey with this. So mm-hmm. I would also say like, yeah, there's a flip side to that too. where like, no, we don't need to have so much fear around this. I know. Like as if there's not already enough things to worry about. That's such a good point about like you would never expect that of yourself in any other major life transition. And I always think about- You would never want to. No, but I like admittedly before I had Emmett would say to people, oh my God, it, you look like you didn't even have a baby. Oh my and God. I, I've thought about it yeah. now. I'm like, in what world? It's like we expect women to just magically 
erase this massive thing that just happened to them. And like you and I have talked about this, I feel like, especially around the like four month postpartum mark, when you're like through that, like fourth trimester, like I just was like a shell of a human had like no ass, like my hair was falling out. I look like, like a little Mm -hmm. shrimp, but like, even though quote unquote, the weight is gone, like your body is never the same. You're like, my hips were wider. You have this scar, my boobs. Yeah. They're not the same. So it's just, you know, it's, it's such a, and I'm sure everyone was telling you, and I probably did this. You look amazing. You're so skinny. Yes. Like, for sure. And I'm like, well, yeah, actually I'm dying inside, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay. Let's do. Um, okay. Kim's parenting style. This is versus Chloe and Courtney. Kim's parenting style. I feel like from what I see, oh my God, I don't know. I don't think I can answer this one. Um, and you don't have From to like, what I you don't see, have to put like not against each other, just like what do you think about Kim as a mom? I think it's really interesting. I thought watching, I think two episodes ago, she was sitting or three episodes ago, she was they really did like a whole feature on like what her life looks like now. And she was mm-hmm. all they were all sitting around the table and it looks a little sad. You know in my own perspective, because they were kind of, it seemed like they were watching TV and they were all just sitting there and like, clearly she didn't make the food and the chefs made it. I don't know. Something about it felt a little empty and sad to me. Yeah. Um, but otherwise I actually, it's interesting. I feel like she's been posting a lot more about the realities of her life. Yeah. And like totally. showing her kids in bed, which I really appreciate. I think I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not, what do you think? I mean, I, I love Kim. I feel like of all three of them, probably Kim is like the most, like I feel like I'm most similar. Not your mommy. She's not my mommy, but um, the, you know. No, but like the most like not your mommy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. She's not not your mommy vibes. The way she approaches work and her kids. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. Are you also, are you caught up? Are you, have you finished? I haven't watched the last episode. Oh yeah. Literally last week was like a shit fire in my house. So gotta add it to your to-do list, Katie. Anyways, I always talk mm-hmm. about the like watching our show, like it's literally part of our list. I'm like, hey, gotta do spring summer 24 campaign for this client. I gotta do Katie's <laughs> packaging copy and I gotta watch Kardashians today. <laughs> no, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All things that we have to do during nap time today. <laughs> oh, oh my god, which like I don't even have in my life anymore because Emmett maybe doesn't nap. <gasps> Wait. No. Yeah, I'm, I know. Well, I mean, he is three. I don't know. It's. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I guess you got to let it go one day. I know. I mean, he, he, regardless of whether or not he naps, he like falls asleep in the car. Literally, we could drive for two minutes and he'll fall asleep in the car. He's definitely tired. He's just, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. He's like, like, you know, we're moving. We're in between two houses. Like just how I feel when you know, I feel like where is my life? What's happening? He feels that too, but he's just a kid and he doesn't understand how to, you know, communicate it. So he's just, he's a little bit. And he doesn't actually know what's going on. Like I think about that with Siege, like we just brought him to Kelowna and I'm like, oh, like he doesn't know how long we're here for. He's just like, all right, cool. I know. But like he has no idea what's going on. No, Emmett. So, cause like Aaron's been doing most of the work on the house 
So Emmett calls it daddy's house. He's like, can we go to dad? Can we go to daddy's house? I'm like, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> oh my God. it's, it's, it's so technically, dark. it's technically your house too. Um, but, and he's had like literally like three different babysitters in the past, like six days. Like yesterday he was like, yeah. I want this one instead. And the other one's like there. Oh, I'm, like, I'm, no, I'm so sorry. No. He's just very confused. No. Um, You're like, she's getting her eyelashes done for the seventh time this week. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure she's not listening to this podcast, but I said to Katie. She's definitely not listening. No. I don't think that generation, like, even knows we exist. I know. I mean, I can't really talk because I also got my eyelashes done this week, but she. Oh, I know. I was like, wait, is this an excuse? Is this the excuse we all use now? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, not like I have to wash my hair. Well, thank you. Um, But no, it was whatever day she came and I'm like oh, can you stay a little bit longer today? And she's like, oh, I have to get my eyelashes done. And I was like this close to being like, didn't you just get them done last week? I'm like, just stay and watch my kid. My God, but no, she needed to, <laughs> she needed to get those lashes done. Um, okay, so speaking of, so we've had um, people helping us out. Like we had like a nanny one day and Chris's um, cousin came out and helped us out one day. And so, but I've been going into the city each day to work on the store. And so- I haven't been home, but Chris is, I don't know, I guess been home. I have no idea. I literally leave early and come back late. Um, So yesterday we did have Chris's cousin there and it was just before noon and I knew that there was a noon workout. Okay. And so I said to Chris, I was like, oh, like, I don't know. I thought I was being like, nice. I was like, hey, you should try to hit a noon workout today while we have Lauren here. Yeah. You know, like how kind of me, not, not negative at all. Yeah. And and I'm not at home. Like I'm at the store. Right. And he was like, yeah, I, I already signed up third workout this week. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so I literally like haven't even washed my face before bed each night. Like I am yeah. like burning the yeah. oil, burning the midnight oil. And I like, feel like I just have, I like, I haven't even watched Kardashians. Like, you know, things are dire and yeah. like, time is like, my life is very spread thin right now. And he's like, he's basically getting jacked. Like I had no idea. Oh my God. It's so hard to not good be for him. Like I'm yeah. trying not to be mad at him, but like, and like good for him. And he looked great. He looked really good at the lake yesterday. I'm really happy for him. Oh, Chris. Oh, so you, <laughs> I know. you, you made it through the trip up. I find like travel days are always so I said to Katie yesterday, I'm like, if you're not ready to file for divorce, like by the middle of a travel day with a child, like you're not you're lying. <laughs> I know. So that gives hard. you that gives you some insight into possibly the vibe of our text conversation between each other yesterday when I finally got in the car. What my biggest takeaway is is that me and my husband have very different strategies on packing. That being said, I feel like I never write down my learnings in the moment. So then we hit it all over again. It's like a reoccurring bad dream that continues to happen every time we go away, which in the summer is almost every weekend. Yeah. And am I the one packing? like putting it all into the car. No. So this is a note to my future self. It's might you make your life a little easier if a you do the packing and b you put it all in the car the night before because mm-hmm. 8am mm-hmm. with a hungry child is not the time to do it and it's no. definitely going to do wonders for your marriage if it's all done the night before while the so child's true. asleep. So true. It's too late for me though because I'm leaving in like an hour and I haven't done that, but that's okay. Oh God, sorry. Oh God, <laughs> no. sorry. That was probably like a little triggering. <laughs> no, no, no. It'll be fine. Well, well, we'll thanks for chatting out. with me pre, pre. So 
you, is it the three of you guys going away? Well, yeah. So we're going, we go to Whistler every year with like my mom's whole extended family. We all rent um, right condos in Creekside and the kids just, we'll take them to the lake and yeah. Oh, are you going to go to Ed's Bread? Yes. I've heard someone actually told me yesterday to go. So, and that's like r- literally oh, right yeah. by where we're staying. And so. they have a new like little kind of Thai restaurant right there. Oh, which is open it. by, I think the same chef as Maynon. Oh my god, and I'm so excited. They yes. have a good little home store there and a great clothing store. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Creekside okay. is like kind of my stomping ground. Like I we go there on the weekends and the cinnamon buns at Ed's bread and the seed bread kept mm-hmm. me alive. Actually, this is something that people need to know. If you yeah. are about to have a baby, go to Ed's bread and get the seeded bread and then cut it up and freeze it and then eat it. And it is so nourishing. And it's just going to like replenish all the minerals and all the, all the things you need post delivery of a baby. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Delivery is a weird word, right? It's a very Is it outdated? Like, am I still using it? Like, am I sounding like a nineties mom? Like, are we still using the word delivery? You mean like delivery versus birth? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think there's actually so much language in like motherhood birth. that's very problematic. Like, you know, um, you know how in labor they say, oh, failure to progress. Like, have you, have you heard that before? Like, oh, oh yeah, like, I think so. You, you know, you're not di- when I was, dilated enough yeah. or whatever. It's like failure to progress, like failure, like anyone, right. like with in my essay, failure to thrive. Um, but I feel like to me, delivery is very much like the like clinical, like this is the, what's happening. And birth is more like you're birthing a child, but you're birthing a new version of yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like you could read more mm-hmm. into that, more of like a spiritual meaning. But um, yeah, I've actually been thinking about that because I have a friend, I haven't told you this, she was due on August 3rd and I was messaging with her yesterday and she's literally in the stage where like that picture of me in the hospital underwear, the Victoria's Secret shoot, when I was like high on more oh, yeah. gravel. When, yeah, duh, when, duh, duh, wing, duh. when you had your wings on. Exactly. Like she last night was in that phase. So I'm like, she probably, I mean, knock on wood is mm-hmm. like, at the hospital now, you know, maybe she mm-hmm. already had the baby. I don't know, but I just been think I've been thinking so much about like that sort of like such a weird time. This like in between where you're, it's like about, yeah, you're about to be like a totally different person. Yeah. Um, my children, my children, <laughs> my one <laughs> child and Chris are about to walk in the door here because I kicked them out so I could have a mom, a mom's hour in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear, I hear my child. He's he's waiting for me, but um. Do you have any wins that we can quickly share with the with um, the mommies this week? Wins of the week. Um, I mean, like I already said, my work one um, with Emmett. Um, I can't really think of anything specific. Actually, no, we went to the zoo on Monday and we had a really nice day together. And Cute. Um, I just was like in my head the whole time just being like, don't think about the next thing. Just be present with him even for an hour and mm, go with the was, flow. Don't be a negative moody little bitch. I like I, it. Exactly. And it was, yeah, it was nice. What about you? Um, my big win of the week is small, but it felt big. I picked up this like very natural sauerkraut. It was like nettle lemon sauerkraut from this market that I was at over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And CJ has been popping it in his mouth like Skittles. So that was really fun for me oh that God, we have a food win. That's so cute. And it's one that I like too. Love it. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. I think we're going to do the next one in person. Yes. I can't wait. 
All right. Toodaloo. Bye.